You are listening to the Calvary Church Podcast, where each episode features a life-transforming message that was previously recorded in one of our services. And now, let's join a service that's already in progress. If you have a wallet or um, maybe a purse with you, I want you to pull that out. Nathan (laughs) has a wallet from many years ago. 1981. He's been carrying the same wallet since 1981. God love him. Um, I want you to pull out your favorite membership card. Not sure if it's Buddy's La Rosa's Buddy card. All right. You got one? Does anybody have their a membership card? What do you have, Sister Reed? Ah, UPCI, United Pentecostal Church. Uh, for those, Dr. Bernard, who's watching us online tonight, we thank God for Sister Reed uh, and carrying her card with her. All right. Anybody else have a, a card? What do you got? All right. Praise the Lord. Bass Pro Shop. All right, that's a very, very important. What do you got, Brother Roland? Home Depot. Home Depot. And we appreciate you having that card. Those of us who uh, uh, appreciate your ministry. Uh, so that's right. What do you have? YMCA. YMCA. Making us all feel bad for not taking better care of our bodies. Um, I consider Costco a health card. That's, a, that's healthy living right there. Um, all right, anybody else have a membership? Clint, what do you got? Oh, well. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> all right, that's awesome. Well, thank God for, for Brother Jeff Ruby and his ministry to the city of Cincinnati. That's great. Well, we all have our, our favorite membership cards because membership is kind of important. It's kind of a big deal in our culture. Uh, we, we have cards that give us access to certain places, some certain places that others might not go. I don't know. But gives us access to things that, that we enjoy, things we like to participate in. Uh, we feel like we're getting a deal when we walk into Costco with this card, saves us a ton of money. Saves us just tons, tons of money. We got uh, memberships to Amazon, saving us tons of, tons of money. Golf clubs and all kinds of places that we enjoy. And tonight, we're starting a, a series, a four-week series called I Am a Member. I Am a Member. And... It's not, it's, not, it's not clever where I'm going, but I'm glad to be a member because TCC is a great place to attend, but it's a better place to belong. Does anybody have their TCC membership card? No? No, we haven't. We, we should pass those out. Maybe by the end, we'll give you a TCC membership card. And we'll give an honorary one to Mickey and Bill. My heart, my heart is 
sad tonight, but we love you, and this Sunday we're going to just appreciate them. But membership means something around here, believe it or not. And my goal, my goal over these next four weeks, and Anthony Henson's going to help me with this series, but over the next four weeks to convince you to be a member of the Calvary Church. I want you to be a member of the Calvary Church. So why do we say TCC is a great place to attend but a better place to belong? Because we do feel like being a member here is better than just attending services. And I appreciate Reverend Mark Reed, Marcus Reed, for speaking last Wednesday, did a tremendous job and spoke to us on unity and prayer, and he really set this series up and uh, stressed the, the importance of, of unity. And so when I say, and when we say, I am a member, our cultural context, of course, is an organization, a club, a store, a hobby, something we belong to. And for many people, when you ask them what church they're a member of, it means, what church do I go to? What church do I watch online? What church do I consider myself on the roll? I'll go every now and then or once a year, or maybe I give a a token offering to, maybe at the end of the year for tax purposes or Whatever, but while all of those things are fine, the cultural context for us when we say, I am a member, is oftentimes in relation to a membership to an organization that kind of makes me feel included. I get their emails, I get their communication. There's no real necessarily requirement to go anywhere, do anything. Some have to pay fees, of course, to be members. But when we think of membership as it relates to our church, my prayer is that we would go beyond the cultural context of membership. And I believe Jesus had something very specific in mind, and certainly the early church had a very specific image in mind when they used the term member. And I want to carefully and methodically read what the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians, and I have no illusions tonight that this is going to be earth-shattering for anybody, but I, I do feel to just kind of rally us back to this point in a, after a pretty long period of time of being disconnected, to rally us back to this point that we are members. We are members. And so Paul in 1 Corinthians 12, if you have your Bible, I invite you to open it. And I want you to consider this passage and consider it in light of the question, am I a member? Am I a member? As Paul describes membership, 
So 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12, Paul says, For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit we were all baptized. How, how do we become a part of the body? We were all baptized into one body whether Jews or Greek, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. Many members make up one body. We understand here that he's using the image of a physical body to describe the church. But he's not just describing it in, in just kind of this, this uh, kind of abstract way. He's being very specific to say that each one of us are members of that body, of that one body, meaning, meaning we're unified, but also meaning that we have a role to play in the body. Many members, one body. And so, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 15. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? Just because the foot doesn't want to, uh, feels bad that they're not the hand, are they not the body? And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I am not the body, is it therefore not of the body? And so here we can look at other passages in Scripture and realize that, that we shouldn't compare ourselves with each other to, to determine our value in the body. That if we have been baptized into Christ whether Jew, Gentile, slave, or free, however you came to it, you're a part of the body. And just because your place in the body might not be as visible or it might not be what you think it should be or what others are doing doesn't make you any less part of the body. Everyone say, I am a member and so it says in verse 17, if the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole were hearing, where would the smelling be? In other words, it doesn't make sense to Paul that everyone would be the exact same thing in the church. That it's important that there is a diversity in the church. Not just a diversity of ethnicity, but a diversity, I would dare say, of talents, gifts, personality, likes, dislikes, connections. The church needs to be a diverse church because in order for us to really function as the body, everybody and everything can't be the same thing. And so, we'll hopefully get to that in a little bit, but sometimes we get frustrated when people aren't like us. Yeah. 
in the church. They don't have the same personality. They don't have the same likes or whatever. We get frustrated with that. But I, I would argue that's the gift that God gives to the church so that we can function as we're supposed to function in the world. And so he says in verse 18, but now God has set the members, each one of them in the body, just as he pleased. God has created us. God has set us up in the body, just as he pleased. How did we get the membership card? We were baptized into the body. You didn't pay to get into the body. You were baptized into the body. Why were we baptized? Because of Christ's work on the cross. It was his free gift to us. That's what brings us into the body. And God has set each one of them in the body just as he pleased. In verse 19, and if they were all one member, where would the body be? I want you to write this down. This is very uh, powerful what I'm going to say. Y'all, <laughs> bracing. I can tell you're just in waiting. The church is not a blob. The church is not just one thing, and that covers everything. He says, God has set the members in the body as he pleased, and if they were all one member, where would the body be? What is he trying to tell us? He's trying to speak to the diversity in the body. That what you and I bring to the table has to be different. Now, we, we look at Corinthians, and I, I'm not going into that, but when you look at the gifts of the Spirit... This is all in context to the gifts of the Spirit. He needs people to operate in different gifts so that the body is built up. But if everyone tries to give a word of wisdom, where would healing be? Where would faith be? Where would tongues and interpretation be if everybody was trying to do the same thing and always operate in the same way? And so we realize that membership... In Christ, it's not all of us being exactly the same, but he says that in order for us to be the body, we actually have to be a little bit different. But now indeed, verse 20, there are many members, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. What is he saying? You have a role to play in the church. You have a gift to bring to the church, but you are not the church. That's why we, we need each other. We'll get to all of that. But he's saying that the eye can't say to the hand, I don't need you. And that's why you can't say to each other, I don't need you. And that's why it's important for us to show up and be together. Because if we don't, in other words, we say, I don't need you. And so he's challenging us to this idea of membership. Verse 22, no much rather those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. And those members of the body which seem to be less honorable on these we bestow greater 
honor and our unpresentable parts have greater modesty, but our presentable parts have no need, but God composed the body, having given greater honor to that part which lacks it, that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. So I have to ask myself, am I a member? Do I care for everyone in the body as if they're as important as I am in the body. So we have the same care that everyone has a role to play. Verse 26, and if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Isn't that the truth about the human body? You stub your toe, The whole body has sympathy. The whole body just, everybody caters to that hurt toe. Because the body has a way of working with itself to heal, to bring healing, to bring strength. Everything responds. You know, when, when you get cold and, and your body starts to react to that cold, uh, it, it starts to preserve core organs. The whole body is working together. And so he says, if one member suffers, all the members suffer. Well, how can I suffer with you if I'm disconnected from you? How can I do it? It's impossible. And so if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. And then he says, now you are the body of Christ and members individually. You are the body of Christ, but members individually. And so I think it's important for us to realize that Christ calls us to be members. Now, Let me quickly move through a couple things. We have a very specific app time I want to get to. But I want to talk and give you five things, five reasons, I guess you could say, on the importance of membership. Or two things here on the importance of membership, and we'll talk about five reasons for the local church. Two things here for the importance of membership. Number one, we talked about it. We need membership to function as a body. So we, we need membership. We need members to function as a body. If we're actually going to do what the body is called to do, we need every member functioning in their place. Right? If I, if I want to reach for a door handle, think about everything that's involved in reaching for a door handle. All the different parts of the body that actually have to work to open a door. It's not just a, you know, one member of the body. It's your whole arm. And it really, in a lot of ways, it's your whole body that's moving to do the one purpose. And we understand that Christ is the head of the body. He's the head of the church. And so as he is giving directives to the body, all the members have to function in harmony in order for us to accomplish God's work in the world. 
And so it's important for us to see ourselves in that context as members one to another. Then the second thing is, in order for us to live spiritually, we have to be connected to one another. If Christ is the head of the body, and the body is the church, what I understand is that in order for me to live spiritually, I have to be connected to you. Blood flows through the body. That's how it works. And so you and I, in order for us to be alive in Christ, I believe you have to be connected one to another. The moment we disconnect ourselves from each other, the moment we disconnect, we begin to die spiritually. You can have a relationship with God, but you will die spiritually not connected to the body. God intended it it to work that way, that we need each other to live spiritually. We need each other's voices. We need each other's prayers. We need each other's encouragement. And so membership is kind of a big deal, I feel like, to God. So let's bring it down a little bit farther because we could say, well, I'm connected to the body of Christ in the world. I'm a part of that. I, I would argue that except for a few important instances referring to all believers throughout history, almost every time the word church is used in the Bible, it refers to a local visible congregation. The New Testament assumes that membership is in a local context. And there's a few reasons, I'll give you five, that I think it's important to be in a church locally. Not to just say I'm a part of a church globally, but to have a local expression. Number one, a local church identifies you as a genuine believer. If I'm not committed to a specific group of disciples then how can I fulfill the commandment that you love one another and this will prove to the world that you are my disciples? Connection to disciples is a hallmark indication that you are a part of the body of Christ and it needs to be in a local expression. Number two, a local church moves you out of self-centered isolation. The local church is a classroom of sorts for us to learn and develop and practice what God is doing in us. We read 1 Corinthians 12, verse 26, where one part of the body suffers, then the other, uh, one member suffer, then the other also suffer. And so it moves us out of this idea that it's just me, myself, and God, and moves us out of that self-isolation and ultimately allows us to impact the lives of others very specifically. Jesus laid down his life for us. In 1 Corinthians 3.16, it says he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. And so we're called to that type of connection to move outside of self-isolation or self-centered isolation and move to a way where we are living for others around us, and I believe that that's in a local church context. A local church, number three, helps us develop spiritual muscles, and so it grows us. And so we realize that the term one another is used 
over and over and over in Scripture. We are commanded to love each other, pray for each other, encourage each other, admonish each other, greet each other, serve each other, teach each other, accept each other, honor each other, bear each other's burdens, forgive each other, submit to each other, be devoted to each other. Sounds like we're supposed to be connected at some point here. So how can I be disconnected from the body and just watch online or just come every now and then and fulfill the one another's? I can't do it. And so he's calling us to membership. He's calling us to be members in that we're connected to one another so that we can serve one another and honor one another and love one another and bear each other's burdens and forgive one another. Number five, or number four, a local church, the reason to be a part of a local church is the local church needs you. A local church needs everyone who will lend their talents, their gifts, their skills to it. It's called ministry. And sometimes that gets lost and we, we maybe categorize ministry in one level and think that everyone else is just not really needed. But I can tell you, a local church, a local expression, and the Calvary Church specifically, needs every gift that's represented in this room and outside of this room. Number five, a local church protects you. A local church protects you. It protects you spiritually. We mentioned that, that if we're going to be connected one to another, that we realize that that connection is actually what protects us, what brings healing, what brings strength. There's voices and accountability that is provided when you are a member of a local church. There's people who have the opportunity to speak into your life and help you in your spiritual journey. They protect you spiritually, not to mention godly leaders and pastors and those who the Bible says are to give an account for you. And so what is Satan's greatest trick? What's his greatest trick? To detach believers from the body. To disconnect them. To disconnect them due to offense. Disconnect them through distraction. To disconnect them through the cares of life. The deceitfulness of riches. All these things. What is the real purpose? To disconnect from the body. And if you disconnect from the body, you will disconnect from God. And so a church, being a part of a local church, protects. There are great reasons that I think it's important that most of you are here, if not all of you are here, because you consider this your church. But I encourage you to put some roots down, put some habits down that say, this is my body. Connect to the body. Do we always agree? No. You always agree with me? No. You always like the way things are done here? No. I don't like the way things are done here. And I'm supposed to be the one that impacts that the most. But we need each other. 
And many times friction in a church becomes a reason for people to disconnect. And I want to challenge you a little bit. We all face friction in a church. We all face pushback in a church. But that is an opportunity for us to grow in our faith. It's not meant to be an opportunity for us to walk away. And so if we leave every time we don't like a personality, how do we know how do we know how to live out Christ's forgiveness? If every time we get offended, we just walk away. It's an opportunity for us to live out our faith. Or we disconnect when maybe something isn't going our way. We just throw our hands up and we disconnect from that ministry or that thing, whatever it is. And I'm challenging you. I'm trying to grow you a little bit to say that actually might be an opportunity for growth in your life. That being connected to the body allows for that. God didn't say we were all going to be the same. We weren't all going to have the same personality in the gifts. And guess what? We do make mistakes. Just because you've experienced a new birth doesn't mean you don't make mistakes. And, and it's an opportunity for us to show grace to one another, develop our ability to forgive, to handle when things don't go our way. So... I challenge you not to miss the power of membership, to miss the power of it with the growth and the fruit that it can produce in your life. So what does membership look like at the Calvary Church? During this series, I hope to revisit some things and explore maybe some things that are specific to the Calvary Church and what does it mean to be a member at the Calvary Church? First, I ask the question, what do members know? here. What do members at the Calvary Church know? First thing I would encourage you to know is what our mission is. What our mission is. The Calvary Church exists to help people find a growing relationship with Jesus Christ and to live out his purpose. And those connected to this local expression, that is our mission. That's what we should know. When we leave the church, we should know it. When we come into the church, we should know it. That we are trying to help people find a growing relationship with Jesus Christ and ultimately to live out his purpose, to bear fruit in their life that blesses other people. And then what do members do at the Calvary Church? It's five things. If you went through Discover Calvary, Membership 101, Ministry 201, there's five things we believe members at the Calvary Church do. What's the first one? Belong where? Locally. Not belong to Costco. I think we should all belong to Bass Pro Shop. I don't know if we can all belong to Jeff Ruby's special club. But we should all belong locally. What does that mean? It means that we're connected one to another. I really challenge you when, you when I ask you the question, are you a member? Do you belong to a life group? Because that whole thing is about relationships. That how can I know if you're struggling or not if I have to announce every struggle from the pulpit for you to know what's going on in people's lives or you have to scroll through Facebook, I think your relationships need to grow a little bit. 
Because there are things happening in people's lives and life groups is a powerful way, a great way for you to connect relationally. And certainly our Sunday services and those kind of things and community events that we do. The whole point is to build relationships, to belong locally. What's the second one? Learn truth. Learn truth. Develop and grow in your faith. I commend you for being here tonight at Growth University. If you haven't taken our assimilation classes, I encourage you to do that. Learn truth. Learn the truth of God's word. If you haven't had a personal Bible study, I encourage you to do that. If you haven't taken Purpose Institute, Nathan Barnum, you should do it because it's, it's a powerful tool. It's a powerful way to learn truth. And all the PI students said amen. amen. I like it. The third one, what's the third one? Experience transformation. Experience transformation. We feel like members here, one of the things that we feel like separates us maybe from other churches in the area is we believe in the power and presence of God. We are seeking God's power, God's presence in our services. And so we feel like every one, every disciple of Christ should experience the power and presence of God, the transformative power of God in our worship services. As Brother Marcus Reed taught us last week about prayer, praying together with each other, we experience transformation. The fourth one is what? Does anybody know? Share, share light, where we start sharing what God has done for us. If you're a member of this church, that's what you should be doing. That's what we've been trying to really motivate people to do since 2014 is to really share your life with other people. Sometimes that's an invitation to church. That might be sharing your testimony on the job or at school. It might be even leading a life group or teaching a personal Bible study to somebody or even praying with somebody. When somebody comes to the altar or somebody's near you and you, you feel led, but sharing your light with other people. And then finally, what's the fifth one? Serve, serve others. And we serve the mission of God's church in our community through serving on teams, making this the best church possible, making sure that this is the best church possible. And so we serve one another. And part of that service is being on a ministry team. And part of that service is our generosity and our faithfulness to tithe and offering. We serve this church We serve the mission of this church to help people find a growing relationship with Jesus Christ and live out his purpose by our contribution, by our effort in giving. And so, I think we asked the question, I asked the question, am I a member? I know I'm the pastor, but it'd be great if I'm a member of the church too, that I'm connected to the body that I belong locally, that I'm learning truth, that I'm experiencing transformation, and I'm sharing light, and I'm serving others. Because that, to me, is what members do at the Calvary Church. And I hope you embrace that. You hear us talk about it all the time. But I can tell you, for me, and I'm sure most of our staff, if not all of our staff, it means something to us. It means something to us because we see it as a way for us to really fulfill everything that God has called us to do, not just individually, 
But when I live a blessed life, when I live that life of belong, learn, experience, share, serve, I realize it impacts the body of Christ. And so I'm going to have Sister Teresa come real quick. And we're going we're gonna to evaluate our membership here. And I will tell you this is private. So normally app time is a public effort. But tonight I'm going to make it a private effort. Because I want us to really think about membership. Our connection to the body. How are we in membership to one another. So we're going to quickly fill this out. As they're passing this out, they should be giving you a Calvary Church pen. Are you getting a Calvary Church pen? Is that right? Well, while they're passing that out, I'll tell you a little marketing secret. That uh, pen, a promotional product pen, is a really good promotional product, marketing tool, because a pen most likely travels to about seven different people in its lifetime. And so you ever went to a bank and it was a restaurant you were signing with? Or ever been to a restaurant and it's some random business that you're filling out your credit card? It's because pens travel. And so I hope you can hold on to this pen, but if you want to send it into the atmosphere at a restaurant somewhere, Feel free to do that. But next week, we'll have touchpoint cards updated for you. I also want to make you aware as you're thinking about this, every Thursday, so tomorrow night, every Thursday, we have Celebrate Recovery here in this building. And I thank Tammy Lane and her team for what they do every Sunday. Sean Hickey's here There are business cards that are Celebrate Recovery business cards. And if you are talking to somebody or you know of some people who maybe uh, are dealing with some hang-ups in their life, addictions, those kind of things, we want you to be armed with these things to be able to invite them to it. So we'll be promoting those as well. But let's, let's look at this real quick. Belong locally. So do you attend a life group regularly? Do you attend Sunday morning Worship service weekly. Learn truth. Have you gone through a personal Bible study? Have you gone through Discover Calvary? Have you gone through Membership 101? Have you gone through Ministry 201? Have you or are currently are you currently attending Purpose Institute? I attend Wednesday Growth University weekly. I read my Bible daily. I study things in Scripture outside of my time at TCC. All about learning truth. Questions about experiencing transformation. Have you repented of your sins? Have you been baptized in the name of Jesus? Have you received the gift of the Holy Spirit? Do you attend Sunday morning pre-service prayer weekly? Do you attend united prayer on Sunday evenings once a month? Do you pray privately every day? Do you pray during times of prayer at the altar? Do you pray with others? Do you fast weekly? Share light. Do you invite people to Calvary? Every week or frequently, do you share your testimony? Have you taught somebody a Bible study in the last year? You pray with people outside of the church when they tell you something they are going through. Serve others. 
Do you serve on a ministry team at the Calvary Church? That's a, at least once a month you serve on a ministry team. Do you serve in any other community organizations outside of the Calvary Church? Do you give a tithe, the 10% of your earnings, and increase faithfully to the Calvary Church as we teach and believe? Do you give... Uh, do you support, give mission to missions faithfully? Sorry about the typos. Do you give to the Promise Project faithfully? Do you give to other projects, community organizations, and offerings as you can? As you evaluate all that, these are just some quick questions. But I think it, it's challenging for me to go, am I really connected? Am I really a member of the Calvary Church? And so... As you're looking at that, we've got that one to ten. Are you disconnected from the body? Are you fully connected and engaged? Are you somewhere in between? Because here's, as I come to a close, here's what I want us to understand. I believe all of us want the Calvary Church to grow. I, I, I would guess that all of us want the Calvary Church to grow. And I believe that we can see some incredible things happen here at the Calvary Church over the next few months and years through life groups, through our services, through just growth that we have, missions, the Bishop Center, the Calvary Academy Child Care and Preschool, the Calvary Academy Kindergarten through 12th grade, the Calvary Church in Oxford, Ohio. We got some exciting news yesterday on that. But how do these things thrive? We need members. We need members, not, not people who say, hey, I attend your church. We need members, people truly connected to each other, people truly connected to the vision that God has for the Calvary Church, people truly connected to the Spirit of God. I was talking last night with someone about our guest experience and things we need to improve there and improving our online experience and all of those things. But here's what I felt today very strongly. I believe there are enough people that attend our church right now. There are enough people that attend our church right now to fulfill the current vision that we have. There's enough people that sit in the pews with talent, skills, treasure, they sit in our pews. And some may consider themselves members, but we need members. We need members, people who are connecting to the vision, people who are connecting to the body and pushing for everything that God has for us. And so I will invite you to stand tonight. I've Conclude with Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16. From whom the whole body, joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. It's a tricky way to say Everybody matters to ultimately how the body functions. And I pray, I pray 
that I can convince you to be a member of the Calvary Church. That the effective working of every part, the effective working of everyone sitting in here, those who are not here, everyone does their part and causes growth in the body for the edifying of itself in love. This world needs this church to be a great church. I want to pray for you. Lord, we thank you for tonight. I thank you for the opportunity to just be together. God, I know that this was challenging to me, Lord, and I know maybe it was challenging to others, or maybe it affirms some things that, that people have maybe thought and, and, and they, they feel in their hearts. Lord, there's a vision that you've given us. There's an opportunity that you've given us in this community. God, there is a vision that you've currently put in front of us with the Bishop Center, with our academies, Lord, with Oxford. All these things, Lord, that you have put in our hearts not to do in five years from now, not 10 years from now, but right now, right now. This is an amazing church, God, and it has the potential to do far more than what we're doing. And I'm praying, God, for members. I'm praying, God, not just people to sign up on a membership roster, but Lord, people who are saying, I'm connecting to the body. I'm connecting to this vision. Regardless of whatever church affiliation they had, I pray that there would be people under the sound of my voice, whether watching online or in this room, that they would put their roots down and do, God, what you're calling them to do in this community of faith in this local body. We thank you, Lord, for your work on the cross. We thank you, God, for the body that brings healing and strength to one another. I pray, let us be connected like never before. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. This podcast was brought to you by the Calvary Church in Cincinnati, Ohio. For more information about the Calvary Church, please visit our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Consider joining us for a service where you will find friendly people, high-energy music, and life-transforming preaching and teaching from a biblical worldview. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or on our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Until next time, Thanks for listening.